Hey guys, today's episode of Sports Spectrum's Table 40 podcast with Matt and Leslie Holiday is presented by the Sports Spectrum magazine. We're talking about faith focus stories that you won't find anywhere else and content suitable for all ages. The magazine is a quarterly magazine. You get four issues. It comes out four times a year and you can get a one-year subscription for just $18 or a two-year subscription for $30. And all subscriptions come with our free digital access. It's a quarterly magazine. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com slash magazine, sportspectrum.com slash magazine. And this is the preeminent sports and faith magazine around. If you have kids that you want to raise in the faith and they love sports, I would highly recommend the Sports Spectrum magazine. You can check it out today and order your subscription at sportspectrum.com slash magazine, sportspectrum.com slash magazine, and get your subscription today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Table 40 Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what's next for the podcast and the excitement we have for what we're going to start doing here in the next couple months and, and kind of how this uh, we're going to uh, start to move in a little bit different direction. Yeah, I mean, we've been kind of praying about this opportunity to sit with you all with Table 40, and, and it's awesome to be able to receive emails and encouragement and just know that there's there's many of you that are going on this journey with us. But starting September 13th, we want to do something a little bit different. Um, as most of you know, I work with PAO, which is Pro Athlete Outreach, and I'm the Women's Director for the Increase Women, and I, I've loved my new job so far. What's it like being married to a working woman? <laughs> well, there's times where I'm like, Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I'm not used to you having to... Like, answer the phone? Yeah, I'm like, God, you've been on the phone for like... And you're unbelievable because I hate holding the phone to my ear for hours. Mm -hmm. And you're willing to, like, go... I mean, you can go. And you're like, oh, i got to take this call. It's going to be five minutes. I'm like, oh, five minutes? Yeah, right. And then 45 minutes later, you come back. I'm like, hey, how was that five-minute conversation you just had? So and you're, I said it was great. I'm the combination it. of you having a job and then like your love for talking to people and then your love also for talking on the phone is it's um, it's, it's a perfect really fit. taking a lot of time. It's a perfect fit for me because I do love people and I love encouraging people to have an authentic relationship with Jesus. You know this, and you just love talking. And I love talking. I'm an encourager. If you guys ever need to be encouraged, just come into my circle, call me, and I will encourage the heck out of you. I love to encourage people. But what we wanted to do, the reason why Matt and I started this podcast in 2020 um, was just to sort of be a catalyst of, of like, hey, we want to we wanna talk about Jesus. And, and we were all kind of alone in our homes, and, and we just wanted to encourage people to um, keep their eyes up and, and keep their eyes focused on the Lord. And so now, as we move into a couple years later and however many podcasts we've done, we thought it would be really cool to partner with the ministry that... I work for that Matt's been involved in for many, many years. Um, and, and we're going through this really cool thing. It's called the Discipleship Handbook. Oh, oh I this we're is doing what video. it looks like. We're doing video right now. So the Discipleship Handbook, and it's 10 weeks. Um, and it's a 10-week study. And Matt and I are going to lead you through it. And we would like for you guys to go on this journey with us. 
you can get the discipleship handbook at the website and it's um, theincrease.com. So theincrease.com, we would love for you to grab the discipleship handbook. You can either do it, um, I guess there's a virtual option or, and there's also one where you can hold. I'm a paper person, so I'm a big like hold it, write it, make some notes. And starting September 13th, um, we're gonna go through this with you guys. And it's just the essentials of the faith. And I think that that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And Matt as well. It's like, what have we pledged our allegiance to as Christians? Like, what does it mean to be a disciple that's walking with the Lord, that's working out our salvation? And um, it's a journey, and we're fired up to go on that with you. And we are still going to have people at the table talk about who's coming on next week. Daniel and Mark are coming Daniel on next week. Daniel and Mark are coming on next week. <laughs> I knew that. Of course, it would I was just night. looking at the new the t-shirts <laughs> on the Increase website. We need our own Table 40 t-shirts. We do. Um, but there are some Increase t-shirts. The Increase Circle, the Increase Wave, and the Increase Standard. So we need our own t-shirts. We do need we our gotta own t-shirts. we got to make sure the material is right. But we're still going to have people on at the table. But we're fired up well, to be able yeah, to go I think on this journey uh, with you. We'll mix them in. We'll mix them in. We'll, we'll uh, yeah. We're gonna have table. We'll guests. hope that God has provides us with some some mm-hmm. guests, and then we'll mix them in, and it'll be a big surprise. So if you tune in on Tuesday, you might get a guest. You might not. It might just be us. But we really, really would love for you to go on this journey with us and to purchase the discipleship handbook. And every week, let's let's do this together. And and Matt and I are really excited. It'll help hold us accountable in our own personal walk with the Lord. And um, I'm I'm really excited. I don't think that there's you ever outgrow your need to be reminded of the goodness of God and reminded of um, this responsibility that we have as followers of Christ to be a, a disciple of Christ and to follow him so closely that um, we start to become like Jesus. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, now nice point. See, mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Table 40. And there's a lots of people that might be listening to this right now that weren't with us at the beginning. And so why did we call it Table 40? Well, you have your ringer on. I know. I can't turn it off. I've got something weird with my case. Um, well, I think the, I think going back, as we've talked about this before, the table part was because of we were hoping to have conversations similar to what we had when, when, uh, when I was playing baseball. And even going back to the minor leagues, especially now that Jackson's in the mm-hmm. minor leagues, thinking back to just all the relationships and the times that we got to, whether it's a table or you're sitting around in an apartment or you're sharing an apartment with four or five guys, as we talked about my first full season, uh, we had four or five, we had six guys in a two bedroom. Um, and so just talking about like just a table 40 of having conversations and um, I think that was our our initial like sort of vibe as we wanted um, everybody to feel kind of that feeling of, of having guests sitting around the table and, mm-hmm. and having real conversations about things that matter and, and inviting our friends and, and teammates and people that we know to talk about Jesus around the table or even leadership or a lot of the things that we've covered. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the Psalm 40 when you talk about just the picture of the gospel, um, when you talk about Psalm 40 and that being your favorite verse, and um, and just I'll let you talk about that a little bit, but just the the com- the combination of of a table sitting around talking about the gospel, 
and when you talk about table 40 sort of the the culmination of of what we we've enjoyed i think most when you talk about relationships in our career and just you know I, so I, I think that that's am I, is that what we talked about mm-hmm. and I, I think too like what when i think about psalm 40 well I, i'm just going to read it to you because it says i waited patiently for the lord he inclined to me and heard my cry he drew me from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and he set my feet upon a rock making my steps secure he put a new song in my mouth a song of praise to our god many will see and fear and put their trust in the lord and i think that that's all of our um i think that that's all of our stories when we sit and think about it um that that we are saved because of how good God is and that he pulls us from a pit of destruction and he sets us on this firm foundation and he gives us a new song to sing. And because of our personal, of our personal testimonies and um, our personal relationship with Jesus, it just falls out of us and, and we can glorify God through our stories. And even if our stories are um, hard, I think that we can still, God can still be glorified in our stories. So. Yeah, I think it's, it's just a good picture and like we talked about, so we rescued a dog this week, or Le- Leslie primarily is. It's been a long process. I'll let you tell, you can tell the dog story, but I think it's a good visual when you talk about a stray dog that was full of ticks and, and, uh, and needed a bath and uh, was living in the land and was living in the woods and was probably not sleeping very well because she's a mid-sized dog in a place where there's lots of packs of coyotes and all kinds of other things that would probably give it trouble. Um, but when you talk about like rescuing that dog and cleaning it up and finding a place for it, um, it's a pretty cool visual of sort of Psalm 40 of, of cleaning this dog up and picking all the giant massive ticks off of it um, and how happy she was to lay down comfortably in a bed and take a real bath uh, was, was kind of a cool depiction. It was, and, and what was so cool about we named it Mac, and so I we that's had, when we didn't know if it was a girl. Or we boy. didn't know if it was a girl. She turned or out boy. to be a yeah, girl. Yeah, so it's Mackenzie. Um, but what was so cool about that story, you guys, is every morning I would drink coffee, and I would see this dog. Like we have, we have a bunch of land, and and I would, I have, we have a big window in our kitchen, and I would have my cup of coffee, and I would see Mac, and Mac was kind of lurking on in the woods, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go feed Mac. Mac. Mac might not want anything to do with me, but I'm going to feed Mac because I want to provide for Mac because um, I love, an- I love cute dog. animals. It's just a really cute dog. And so I would get up in the morning, and I would give Mac a bowl of food and, and whatever. Or a giant box of pizza. And pizza one time. Yeah, he really, really likes Highway Pizza here in Stillwater. And so, but it was just so neat to see, like, as the weeks went on and I would feed Mac breakfast and feed Mac dinner, Mac would get a little closer, a little closer, a little closer, and then one day so close that I could grab Mac and scoop Mac up and pick the ticks off and clean Mac up, and then now Mac lives uh, with Matt's brother in, in, dog Virginia, in dog heaven because they're the best dog owners you can possibly imagine. And so it just is a picture of the gospel about how um, God is... He just, man, he really wants us to just trust him and come on in and get a big old hug and let him pick the ticks off of us and let us, let him, let him clean us up, right? Give us and a bath. Give us a bath and, and let's get going in the comfort of a home and the comfort of the safety of, of the father. And um, I don't know, it really well, is I think cool. it's important to say that 
you're allergic to shedding dogs, and so that's yeah. why we didn't keep the dog. Yeah. So we gave the dog to Josh and Jenny um, because. But we, we provided a good home for we that. We couldn't dog. keep her. Uh, she's right across the street, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. in a home that provides gourmet dog food and and all kinds of other yes tremendous. Um, benefits. Benefits. Max very being, lucky. Being, being a dog. Yeah. Aunt Jenny is is the greatest. The greatest dog owner of all time. She can keep him alive. Forever. She's the best. And so it just was such... It is a picture of the gospel, really, in a lot of ways. Like a very tangible picture that that um, just... I don't know. And just to see how Mac just like relaxed and, and just let us hold her and rub her belly and let just and she received it she received being in a home and she's happy and she's safe and she's um clean <laughs> so, tick, tick free, tick free. <laughs> so anyway it's just really 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 special and so the last thing i want to talk about before we get off here this time is we had this really cool opportunity to do family christian day a couple weeks ago and we released the, the audio um of that day and it was so cool to sit with um, your buddies, you're closer with them than me, but Ollie and um, Paul and Adam and Skip. And there were just a couple of things that we talked about that I would just love to hear what you have to say about it. Because I felt like we tried very hard. It was so tough I because of the audio. I don't even remember things. it. It was really, really tough. But we wanted to give like some practical um, like action steps on what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ and, and, and like ways that, that we can walk this out. And I think that this sort of goes hand in hand with what we're going to do in a couple weeks of, of going through this handbook. But I think some of the things that we talked, not I think, some of the things that we talked about um, with the guys, was number one with Adam, was just evangelism. Like if we're going to follow after Jesus, like we do have a responsibility to tell others about Jesus, and it's something that Adam has um, done very, very well throughout his career, and he took it very seriously. Like, yeah, I'm a baseball player, but I am first and foremost um, a son of the King, and I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And so he would bring them in to gather them, to scatter them. And so there's guys all over the league that have been impacted by the faithfulness of Adam Wainwright. And so talk a little bit about that, like what it looks like to talk to people about Jesus. Well, I think the one thing that Adam does great is is he gives off this uh, refreshing joy. Um, he his personality, his um, his people skills, his uh, his just the incredible gift of of getting along with everyone. Uh, he he immediately makes people wonder and want to want to know and be more like him. And so he immediately has this amazing uh, just easiness to him that people want to know. And then he takes a great, he does a great job of, of using his incredible, uh, I don't know, just the way he can talk to people to share the gospel, to invite them to chapel in a very unassuming, uh, in a very, un, I don't know, just, it's just an easy, he just has an easiness to him that it's not offensive. He doesn't. He just is, has a great way of sharing the gospel and what it's done in his life. And, you know, he, he's had, he had a bit of a rough growing up that I don't know that everybody knows. Um, essentially grew up without a dad and, and, um, and had some, 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 you know, didn't become a Christian until he got into the minor leagues. And so um, there's, there's kind of some darkness in, in his adolescence that, um, that God, what he has done in his life, and he does just an amazing job of 
of telling people about it, of encouraging them to, to read their Bible. He bought Skip a Bible in the minor leagues that Skip Hill still has today. And just the impact that he's had on so many teammates and, and the way he, he just has just this real easy yeah, way of, yeah, of yeah, sharing the gospel in a way that um, people don't feel threatened by. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a true gift. It's, it's really fun to watch and, and be witness to, to the way he's able to do that. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think the thing that I really admire about Adam and, and Jenny, his wife, is that there, there's no pedestal that they stand on. They're like, man, I will meet you right where you are. And he, lo- he has a true love for people and mm-hmm. um, an unbelievable love for the Lord. And so I think that it's just like you said earlier, when, when Jesus has impacted you in such a way that it's changed the trajectory of your life, you want to share it with people that you come into contact with. And it's that simple. And those are the sorts of things that, that we'll talk about starting on the 13th. Is like, what does it look like to um, to share the gospel? To be a disciple that goes out and makes disciples. And the second thing we talk with Skip about is servant leadership. And what does it look like to, to um, pursue servant leadership? I think that there's servant leadership in my mind is the most attractive kind of leadership to where you're willing to get in the weeds with people and you're willing to serve, um, but you also have this boldness to lead. And I think that that's something that I admire about you. I think that you and Skip share that, um, just that posture of, of servant leadership, not dominating, like, do what I say kind of guy. Yeah, I think when you, we, we talk about servant leadership, you talk about, um, you talk about the ability to, to be able to lead whether you're coaching or in, in all, I guess when it's not all about you and what's, what you can get out of it, whether you're talking about, like I said, coaching or it's, if you, if you're not in it to, to benefit yourself and that you really truly want to help others be the best version of themselves they can be. I think that that's really what true, true servant leadership looks like. And when you talk about the example that Jesus set of washing others feet and that, that you truly get outside of yourself. And that you can actually look at things without having to look through it of the lens of what can you do for me, and that's how I want I want you to do well because it looks good back on me. Mm-hmm. If you can truly coach or encourage or lead people because you want them to be the best version of themselves, then that's truly like the to me like the most genuine, and I think people see it. But if you have this sort of posture of, yeah, I want to help you because it makes me look good, I think that that's, you know, people see right through that. Yeah. And so I, I think that, you know, like I said, if it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think, you know, you don't find it everywhere, but when you do, it's, it's very recognizable. Yeah. And I think in, in your, just your own personal life, like finding that thing that you're passionate about and, and leading in that area of passion, like skip the example that, that we wanted him to talk about when, when we, we're doing our event on the field was just this uh, child with cancer. Like he became very passionate about helping those that couldn't help themselves, and so it did um, create this thing inside of him that he did want to lead to ser- be a servant leader. And so I, I just I want to encourage you to pursue the things that you're passionate about and lead in those areas. And then I do think it falls into other areas of your life pretty naturally. Um, we talked to Ollie about being rooted in Jesus and his identity being in Christ. And like as a manager, like this is his first year as a manager, 
He's a young guy. He's a young family. He's a wonderful friend of ours. We love Ollie so very much. But it is difficult to be rooted in Christ when you've got all of these fans telling you, you know what, you we don't like you. <laughs> when you don't do things great, we're mad. When you do things great, you're great. And so just the inconsistencies that he's probably feeling as a first-year manager um, and on a huge stage, I mean, with the St. Louis Cardinals and um, and, and just, that, just that tension of, I know I'm rooted in Jesus. I know that my identity is in Christ, but yet it feels very shaky at times because of what the world says that I am and I'm not. And I think that just to be completely transparent, that's a battle that we're always going to engage in as followers of Jesus. Like we're never going to nail that completely. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I just think that when we talk about it, like in, in general, like the, the comparison of this world and like everybody has an opinion and a platform to have an opinion now. Yeah. That it's at an all-time high of, of if you want to find stuff, there's you can find negatives and positives about everyone. Mm-hmm. You could be the greatest manager, the greatest player. You could be the coolest dude, the greatest teammate. But you can find people that you know in on different platforms that literally don't like you or think you're good or don't think you're cool like it's just a it's just a place nowadays where if you want to go down that rabbit hole you can you can let it affect who you are and start to question i sort of what your foundation is and so i think you know my suggestion and even with with ollie is like just be very like keep your circle super small and know that if he can, and it's easier said than done, but you know, focus on leading guys and, and doing the best with what you have and, and not worry about all those things you can't control. And you know, that's, to me, like that's the only way you can do it now and not sort of find yourself in a dark place with worrying about comparison or you know, what people think about you because it's really, especially in man, <laughs> baseball, it's the second guesser's dream and Mm -hmm. um you know like you said like everybody thinks you're great one day and you're the worst manager the next there's been hall of fame managers fired and then two years later they're in another organization winning world series and you know joe torrey i think was fired twice as a manager and then he wins three or four out of five with the yankees and he's a hall of fame manager and he didn't get that much smarter or that much dumber <laughs> when he was fired to when he was winning the World Series, yeah. like it, and so the whole the whole baseball second guess thing is you know it's tough and like learning as as we journey and and we navigate the highs and lows of being a follower of Jesus, like learning what what it looks like to uh, be a woman that is confident in in who she is in Christ and being a man that's confident of who he is in Christ. And I think that those things are very important. And I do think the discipleship handbook that we're going to walk through is going to help like, like encourage that confidence in, in um, just the courageousness of, of being um, in Christ. And when things don't feel, when things get a little sideways in your mind, um, going back to what's true is, is so incredibly valuable as we navigate the highs and lows of, of this side of heaven. Um, the last thing is we talked with Paul Goldschmidt about living a life that's undistracted. And again, I, this is why I'm so fired up to do this discipleship handbook with everyone, is like learning how to 
um, live a life that's undistracted and um, learning how to be able to focus our days. And, and it talks in like Second Timothy about Paul is, is writing to this young man, Timothy, and he's saying, hey, look, here's what I want you to do. I, I, I want you to focus on Jesus. I want you to keep your eyes on Jesus and don't be involved in civilian affairs. And like learning how to do that to where we live a life that is um, really, really, really focused on on Jesus and running our race well and persevering when when things get hard and, and learning how, learning strategies to be undistracted and to hold on to the things that we know are true, like really hold on to those things during those times in our lives when things feel a little bit out of control. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think in thinking about that and we're talking to Paul Goldschmidt about it and knowing kind of a little bit about him, when you talk about having a routine, and then you talk about having accountability. Yeah, that's good. So you have a routine that is that is healthy, um, and a, an accountability, and somebody that you feel accountable to, to, and that will hold you accountable to having a routine and to having a rhythm in your life that is not distracted, that is on a mission, is on that is, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I, no. I know that. We don't do it perfect, and, and having a routine sometimes when you have lots of kids and you're traveling, and, and it's not all that's it's really hard sometimes. But I think in general, when you talk about being distracted and, and all of the distractions now, and, and you know, first and foremost, your phone, and just the like the mindless ability to scroll or to just kind of lose yourself into wasting time, I think is all something that, that is going to be a battle for mankind for the rest of sort of this side of the of heaven um and so I, I think that like i said having a routine and having somebody to help you stay accountable and listening to paul and what his routine is and in his life and how disciplined he is and and, and really executing that routine every day is was motivating it was motivating he's he's a neat guy mm. we need to have him to the table before we start doing this he and amy that'd be a lot of fun um, all right, guys, we're super fired up. September 13th, grab your handbooks, go on this journey with us. We need to figure out a way how to do like an interactive thing to where we can answer questions that they might have or maybe they have questions about something we didn't articulate clearly, which is probably going to happen. Um, but I just think we need to figure that out. We need to talk to huh. Somebody else needs to figure that out. Like Cole or, or Jason figures out how to do an interactive thing so we can really go on this together and learn from one another and like you said start to live a life that is undistracted to where we can hold one another accountable and really start to focus um like set our minds on the things above and set our minds on what scripture says and what it looks like to be a disciple of jesus i'm excited looking forward to it. we're also clearly very excited about the orioles you've got a hat on you've got a calrican shirt on and i've got my hat on that's my boy. We are so excited for Jackson. Mm -hmm. It was a very hard day. But we're, we're, well, we've got we're in it together. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportsspectrum.com.